Good morning, third graders. Ms. Mitchell here, and I'm back to read chapters five and six in our Neil Armstrong biography. So please open your books to page 25. Chapter five, Neil works and plays hard. But no matter what else he did, Neil didn't forget about airplanes and flying. He read every airplane magazine he could find. He cut out airplane pictures and made a special scrapbook. Neil enjoyed doing many things on earth, but his eye was on the sky. Neil thought about flying so much that he often had the same dream at night. Neil dreamed that he could hold his breath and float up to the clouds. In his dream, Neil looked down and saw the world below. This was Neil's favorite dream. When he was nine years old, just around your age, Neil was given a special present. His parents knew Neil was fascinated with space, so they gave him a telescope. When the night sky was clear, Neil aimed his telescope at space. He stared at stars, he searched for planets, he gazed at the moon. Neil's friend, Joey Carter said, I imagine he was thinking about the day he would fly into space himself. Neil needed money to buy materials to build more model airplanes. He also needed money to buy more flying, flying magazines. Neil needed a job. Neil was 10 years old when he got his first job. He cut grass in the local cemetery and was paid 10 cents an hour. Neil worked hard at his job, but he still had time for his friends, the scouts, and of course, his airplanes. In seventh grade, Neil became very interested in the baritone horn. I was kind of curious about what that would sound like, so stay tuned here. I'm gonna play a little demonstration of what that sounds like. Here's a baritone horn. Neil enjoyed this musical instrument so much that he wanted a horn of his own, and he wanted to take lessons, but a new horn cost $75. Neil knew his parents had little money to spare. Neil's brother, Dean, said, in our family, if you wanted something, you'd better work. Everybody started working when he was eight or nine years old, and you just never stopped. Neil needed a better paying job. He began working in a bakery after school. His job was to clean out the ovens. He also helped to make donuts. Each night, Neil made 1,320 donuts. When Neil stopped working at the bakery, he took other jobs, but he always made certain he could do the job well, earn his pay fairly, and still have time for his schoolwork, family, and airplanes. In 1942, when Neil was 12 years old, his family moved to Wapakoneta, Ohio. If you remember, that was where he was born. This was Neil's last move until he went away to college. Now that he was back in Wapakoneta, Neil was happy to be near his grandparents again. He could see them more often and was there to help them. Neil worked hard in school and after school, he was a substitute paper delivery boy I know this came up in class a few weeks ago um, on a question in one of our assignments that talked about delivering newspapers. And, 
you know, way back when, newspapers, to be a paper carrier, you usually rode your bike and had a big bag hooked onto your bike and you had the newspapers in there and the newspaper carrier would throw them to the driveway or the front porch of each home. Nowadays, if people do get newspapers delivered, they're usually delivered and put, um, well, sometimes still on the driveways, but they're, they're thrown out of trucks. Um, so it's done a little bit differently now. Neil worked hard in school and was a substitute paper delivery boy afterwards. He worked in a grocery store. He put things on shelves at a drugstore. Richard Brading, who owned the drugstore, said Neil was hardworking, never wasted time on reading comic books, but he would jump at the flying magazines when they came in. Neil even began his own band with three friends. Now he could play his new baritone horn more often. The band was paid sometimes to play for parties. Neil liked the extra money. At first, the band was called the German Band because all the boys had German ancestors. But in 1942, the United States was at war with Germany. The band changed its name to the Mississippi Moonshiners Band. They had a reputation for playing well, but for also playing loud with a capital L. Neil was active and liked to be outside. He still participated in scouting. He began working to become an Eagle Scout, the highest rank. There never seemed to be enough hours in a day for all the things Neil Armstrong wanted to do. Chapter six, Neil studies, experiments, and dreams. One day, Neil heard that a man named Jacob Zint owned a telescope that was much bigger than Neil's telescope. And he lived on Pearl Street, just a few blocks away from Neil's house. Neil had to see Mr. Zint's telescope. Maybe Mr. Zint would even let Neil look through it at the stars and moon. Neil's friend Joey said, I'd never seen him, Neil, so excited. His eyes were on fire. Neil said, do you think he'll, Mr. Zint, let us look through it? He just has to. We have to make friends with him. The next time Joey saw Mr. Zint, he told him about Neil Armstrong. He asked if Neil and he might be able to look through his telescope one night. Mr. Zint was very pleased that Neil and Joey were interested in space. Mr. Zint was just as excited about flying in the stars as Neil was. Mr. Zint told Neil how he made his telescope himself. He made telescope lenses from glass. He put roller skate wheels on the telescope platform so that he could turn it in order to see in a big circle. Then Mr. Zint aimed his telescope at the sky. Neil eagerly waited his turn to look through the lens. When Neil looked up, he saw a sight that took his breath away. A brilliant meteor shower was flashing through the sky. Neil Armstrong's feet were firmly planted on earth, but his heart was in the heavens. Neil spent every free minute he could with Mr. Zint and his telescope. Mr. Zint taught Neil about the constellations. He showed Neil gas clouds in space that were millions of miles wide. Neil observed the clouds through the sharp lens of the telescope. Neil and Mr. Zint talked about space travel. Neil wondered if there was life in outer space. 
Mr. Zint told him he thought Mars might have life on it. Mr. Zint said that Neil would get a very intent look whenever he looked through the scope. But I do believe the moon was Neil's point of interest right from the start. Neil worked even harder at school and at his jobs. His father said the boy had a wonderful capacity for doing hard work. His brother, Dean, said Neil liked school. Math and science were his favorite subjects. Neil did very well in math, chemistry, weather, and astronomy. These subjects would help him toward his goal of becoming an airplane pilot. Neil also kept up with his reading. Neil's goal was to read 101 long books before he turned 14 years old. Neil carried a notebook in which he kept track of what he had read. Neil read books like Principles of Flight, Modern Flight, and the Young American's Aviation Annual. His brother said, Neil devoured books. That's an interesting choice of words because we think of devoured being something related to food. But now it's used in um, other ways. And so when I hear somebody devours a book, I think of somebody who can't put that book down until they finish reading every last word. We have many, many third graders in our class that like to devour the books they read. Neil also kept up with, with his reading. Oh, let me skip down a little bit. He read about pioneer flyers, especially the Wright brothers. His mother said he read everything about them. He thought they were the greatest of men. One classmate said by the time we were in high school, he had read more books than the rest of the class combined. Neil knew whole parts of Shakespeare's plays in the Bible by heart. Before long, Neil passed his goal of 101 books. Neil learned all he could about radios. He knew they were the key to helping a pilot find his way in the sky. He took apart the family radio so he could understand how it worked and he put it back together. Neil borrowed and read every book he could find about radios. He added these books to his list. Neil also did more experiments with airplanes. He knew that the Wright brothers had made some very important discoveries in a wind tunnel they built. Neil decided to build a wind tunnel too. Neil planned to create a strong wind in his tunnel and test airplane parts. Neil and Dean collected the things they needed. They took old stovepipes stove from a junkyard. They bought an electric motor and switch. They even found an old airplane propeller. Neil and Dean set up their wind tunnel in their basement. They aimed the tunnel's opening up the basement stairs. Then they turned on the motor. The propeller spun and created a strong wind that blew through the tunnel. Suddenly, the lights went out. The motor stopped. They had blown an electrical fuse. First they fixed the fuse, then Neil sent Dean upstairs to invite their mother to see the wind tunnel. As Mrs. Armstrong was coming down the basement stairs, Neil switched on the motor. A gigantic blast of air hit Mrs. Armstrong. The force of the wind blew off her coat and it blew out a basement window. Dean said Neil thought that was the funniest thing he'd ever done. 
but mother didn't. Well, friends, that is chapters five and six. And now you will find some questions on the Google form that I would like to ask you to answer before we get back together tomorrow. So I'll look forward to um, reading chapter seven and eight with you on Friday. So until then, have a lovely afternoon and evening. Take care. Bye-bye.